What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, the hype episode 268, guys. Also wanted to announce that we have opened up our Facebook group for the podcast, so Mojo Break the Hype podcast. So please join it, and we will approve you. We want to hear your guys' conversations, if you have something you want us to talk about on the show, or if you just want to say uh, you hate Dan's face. We welcome all of that on our podcast community uh, Facebook group. So uh, I think it will be a good way for you guys to connect with us. Uh, suggest topics, suggest guests, uh, you know, maybe even sell some of your cards. So check that out. On today's show, we are excited and honored to have Bob Means from eBay talking about the eBay Vault. Uh, so that'll be later in the show. Uh, I've been using the eBay Vault. It's it's an awesome program. I've um, been buying some cards. Uh, the great thing about it is if I decide to sell them from the eBay Vault, there is no fees. There's no seller fees. So, you know, you could use it a couple different ways. You can house your cards and just keep them there. So you don't have to worry about, you know, not sleeping at night if you have your Jordan there. Or you can play the flip game and not have any seller fees because I know those uh, eBay fees do rack up. But Bob will tell you more about it at the end of this show, guys. And I think it's definitely worth checking out if you're buying cards is checking out the eBay vaults. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk new releases. Triple Threads is here on Friday. Uh, Chrome Black Baseball. So it's a big release week for baseball. Uh, MojoBreak.com has all your needs for breaks on that. Pick your team style, randoms, so on and so forth. Uh, breaking live seven days a week on YouTube on that. Also, MojoBreakShop.com if you want to purchase one of these boxes for yourself. MojoBreakShop.com has the most competitive prices on the interweb, guys. How are we doing today? And whoever wants to jump in and say how we're doing. Uh, besides that segue right there, I gotta say that was one of your best intros that you've done in 268 episodes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Except for the last, the last part, you kind of flubbed it. <laughs> you should have been like, Cody or Dan, you're just like, meh. <laughs> so a nine on the intro, it was a, a no, it was one a, on the segue. It was yeah, it was a it was a nine five on the intro, and yeah, maybe maybe a one one five on the uh, on the old segue. <laughs> it was good though. It was good. Got me excited. I was excited for the eBay vault. Excited for the releases going down. There's also contenders optic basketball that is going down as well. So it's not just baseball this week. It feels like it's been all baseball all month, so it's nice that we do have a basketball release. I feel like we're, I don't know, usually basketball is a little bit more on the you know brains of collectors these days. I feel like basketball's am I off base? And I know we don't have a C-Rad here to defend this, but I feel like basketball's trending down. I think that part of it is the weirdness of this season so far. Like, the West is just this big jumbled mess at the top right now. Um... The weird thing is, though, you're right, it should be doing a lot better because the Pelicans and Zion are doing really well. And that, this darling of the hobby, you would think that people would be like, well, that's great. But I think part of it, the obviously rookie class product, uh, you know, products of this rookie class aren't out there, out, out there yet. You got Kate Cunningham getting hurt. Those things are probably a knock against it. But, man, the first, the first licensed product... Uh, with Paolo Bencaro in an NBA jersey. I think just wait till then. I think it's going to be huge, huge, huge. I think it's going to be closer to the hype we saw a couple years ago for Lamella and Ant-Man uh, with how good he's looked so far. 
Yeah, it'll be in two years. We'll get those releases because we still have uh, Immaculate for the 21-22 season. We still have Flawless for the 21-22 season. And uh, there's a few more that I, I just can't even remember. But those ones are, you know, hot releases. Those are hot Chase products, and they have not come out. I just feel like if you go beyond pa- uh, Paolo and you go to Zion, everything in between, there's so many question marks for basketball. Like, Lamelo, nobody's talking. Like, is Lamelo even? He's even playing anymore. He's is, been, is he's Anthony been Edwards even playing anymore? And like, Cunningham's out for the year. Barnes yeah. is not liked in Toronto much. Yeah, it's it's been. I know with uh, obviously the stuff in Minnesota, it's been this weird transition of trying to make it work with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt, and the and the T Wolves have had some ups and downs. And also, yeah, Edwards had a you know, obviously a up and down off season. Has not said some great things about the new style of play there. So, and Lamelo just hasn't played enough lately. Just he got hurt to start the season. So and Wiseman. And Wiseman, exactly. Hasn't, he's finally back up, but yeah, G, that's been G League great. G League Hall of Famer? That's right. G League <laughs> Hall of Famer, James Wiseman. I mean, so what do we, you know, and, 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 and prices of big cards, including the big names, Steph, um, Luca, they're all trending down because everything in the world is trending down right now with the way the uh, uh, economic situation is going. I mean, what do, what do you think basketball collectors, how do they navigate? Is it time to buy? Is it time to sell? I mean, I'm, I have some cards that I'm like, you know, if it's not Zion, I mean, I think I should, you should buy Zion or maybe stash away some of the Zion products that, that are out there. But, like, I think those two years in between – and, and I mean, face it, Palo Banchero, I mean, the Magic are going to make the playoffs, which they should. They've been five. They've been building for five years. I mean, it should be. They should be the eighth seed, if not better, this year. And they're like not. How, like how Doug has a real strong opinion about this, about his Magic. I'm not a Magic fan. No, you're a diehard Magic. Fan. Uh, Twelve years ago, I was. Yeah. No, well, so I mean, you. I mean, you but we're almost approaching like half my life. I haven't been a Magic, magic fan. fan you know, I mean, you know what they say. I mean, you just you never you never go back, or you never go forward. You uh, you always go back. No, I mean I was a Penny, a Shaq, and a Dwight Howard fan, and we'll say that. And then I realized I can't see my team on TV. They're on the East Coast. No, you Why, can. You, know, you can. can. Not really. NBA League Pass. Well, they, that wasn't around when I switched. Well, it is now. Yeah, so. it's a good it deal. I want to say it's like you know it was like ninety bucks beginning of the year. Now it's probably like sixty bucks. It's a good deal. deal. I think it's a good story that I went back to my hometown team and and, and appreciated their brand of basketball it, rather than liking a team on I the guess East it's Coast. Just coincidence that they got real good. When you started like them, they were losing playoff games. It was 2011. They were in the playoffs. They were the, <laughs> the 20 years that they didn't make the playoffs. Look, it just you, so happens you're a Magic fan. They you, were set my second team. If you can't <laughs> talk to me about a Donald Foyle and Troy Murphy, oh, I, I can. Don't hear. Todd Fuller. I mean, I was there with you guys. <laughs> I was there with you guys in spirit. You know, I, I, I they were my second team. Yeah, but I, I, I was, Bonzi, I was facing Bonzi Wells. Bonzi Wells. I do think, yeah, the fact that like we expected Detroit to have a big come up, they're the worst team in basketball, arguably. Uh, the Magic are right by them. Charlotte's also off to a really bad start again without Lamelo. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like a perfect mix of like uh, no one like like there's just so much to still be decided with this NBA season, even if Paolo's having a great year. But it, like right now, I'm looking at the standings. The Warriors are in that tenth spot that play-in spot they're only four and a half games out of the number one spot in the entire western conference why, right why, now why are they in 10th place what, what's going on not nearly as much depth as last year they should have ponied up and they should have kept ba- GP, I, I remember Gary watching Payton. the, the yeah. opening game of Damian the season Lee? against the lakers and i'm like 
Unstoppable. I'm all, the Warriors are not going to lose a game. Yeah. They're going to just basically win out. They what? just they actually the funny thing is is that they looked so deep. They looked they their I mean their bench looked so good that game in just the dramatic drop off since game one. Well, I think you're seeing the inexperience that I'm not saying that it's not going to get fixed, but you know, Kaminga's a little raw, he's making mistakes. You've got, you know, uh, Jordan Poole, even though he's been in the league now for three, four years, he's making mistakes too. So I think, you know, where you had guys like Otto Porter, you had guys like GP2 that were seasoned kind of veteran role players that weren't necessarily making mistakes. I think you're seeing a lot of mistakes and, you know, trying to fit in Wiseman just didn't work out and, you know, sending him down. So uh, there's some growing pains. I think the Warriors are obviously still going to make the playoffs and they're going to make a deep run they'll figure it out but you know uh back to my magic fan fandom <laughs> i i, I, I want to point out did how many championships did the magic win when i was a magic fan zero exactly so 95 it was so a heartbreaker with did, the rockets did you affect that no i'm just you act like i was on the bandwagon of the bulls or something at that yeah, time but the magic the magic were good when you liked them yeah they were a way they were good they, they were a lot i mean you were not the only one who was like a basketball fan that gravitated towards the Magic. That was uh, Magic. Were probably when Shaq and Penny was there. Were probably one of the most popular. And those uniforms were really popular yes. too. Just the look of those uniforms. It was very like that. And the Hornets were those like, iconic like '90s. Obviously the Bulls, but uh, those like looks that like you just wanted those uniforms because they looked cool. Yeah, and like, honestly, them, I mean, I blame it like, on the I blame it on the local team, the Warriors, for not marketing their team very well to their 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 youth those in unis, their demographic. What you didn't and the, you didn't and the Vancouver Grizzlies. You couldn't you, root for Latrell Sprewell and you know and uh, harassing. Coach, that wasn't good enough for you. That the end of Tim Hardaway's career over yeah. there before he got traded to the Heat. I mean, Shaq was on uh, Blue Chips, one of my favorite movies of all time. With Nick Nolte. That that made that made me a fan of that team, and just you know, watching him break rims and and just being like, this guy is so cool. And having shoes that were affordable by either Reebok or I think he went to uh, something. I think he had his own brand after a while that were even cheaper. But uh, Shaq marketed well. Penny with Chris Rock, Little Penny. I mean, the magic knew how to market their team in the 80s and 90s. Nick Nolte was such a good coach in Blue Chips. I don't know how he didn't get considered for an NBA job. <laughs> such a great movie. Such uh, a great movie. i got to throw this out. I'm, again, I'm looking at NBA stats right now. And again, weird season so far. To kind of give you a feeling of how weird. Here are the top. Let me give you four of the top five uh, scores in the league right now. Number one is Joel Embiid. Number two is Luka Doncic. Number four is Giannis. Number five is Jason Tatum. Pretty much sounds about right. Uh, I left out the third guy. Who do you think the third guy is right now? I, I bet you'll never be able to guess. Uh, East or West? It's West. Okay. Not Zion. A t- Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yes, it is. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. At 31.2 points per game is the just, third. We can wrap this show yeah, up. That's it. That is. I we am shocked. We can wrap shocked. this show up. Shocked. We can just wrap it up. So He's you, having the season of his life. Is he on the Clippers now? You want to know how many basketball OKC games I've watched Thunder? this year? OKC. See, I, yeah, I got traded. I didn't even know. A few years ago. That's it, that, that rip on me for not even knowing still, that. But Want to know how many basketball games I've watched this year? Maybe two. Still only 24 years old, by the way. Yeah. I, well, I had a conversation. Yeah. I mean, I was... We were talking. I was actually getting a haircut yesterday, and I was talking yeah. with my barber about him specifically. Didn't knew he was knew he was having a good year. Didn't know exactly it was that good. But didn't Chet Holcomb get drafted by Chet yes. Holmgren? Holmgren. Yep. yep, he got drafted there. He got dra- OKC is so, building. So something. imagine a Matt with with Shea, and you don't know if Shea Gilders will be putting up those type of numbers with Chet there, but 
Imagine how good they would be if he was if, if their stud rookie was healthy. And yeah. Shea Gilgis, if I remember correctly, 18-19 draft? Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. On the Clippers. So he that, that adds that another, another chase uh, with the Luka products. But uh, but that's that was my point early on. Is like, okay, so there's, there's the diamond in the rough. But like... Who do you invest in? Like, I feel like I'm like buying cards of Steph and Kobe and you know guys like that because I just don't want to take a chance as a basketball collector on the Jalen Greens, on the Cade Cunninghams, on the Lamellos, on you know these guys. So that's why I feel like we're in a weird period for basketball because 18, 19 stuff's too expensive. I mean, even 19, 20 stuff with Zion's getting too expensive. So, but you have relatively inexpensive prices between 2021 because that's been trending down and 21, 22. I think select basketball is like four, five hundred dollars right now. I also believe that John ja Morant's not having the type of year that it, people were expecting. It's a good year so it's, far. It's, it's a not good. Great. It's a good he's year. Been, but he's like, had some injuries, but he isn't like transcending. He isn't like. I felt like before this season, you could make an argument that he was a top five player in the league. You're not really seeing that conversation. You're not seeing him in that conversation right now. Yeah, right. early season he slowed down a bit, and there's been injuries as well. But yeah, it's and it, he has actually kind of been banged up, like like yep. Zion. Yep, he's had some injuries throughout his brief career so far, so that has to be a concern with both those guys. Yeah, you, you look at you look at 1920 and. If you've been collecting Zion since 1920, that has been a roller coaster ride. Oh, yeah. I mean, have we seen more <laughs> peaks and valleys with any singular player in this hobby as Zion Williamson? No. E- even the Lucas stuff has definitely gone up and gone down, but I think the Lucas stuff went up so high that it was like it had to go down at some point, right? Well, he was a victim of the, the first pop report uh, blowout in yeah. a sense where everybody was grading every single Luca card they had and then now you have you know 20,000 uh, Prism cards so um, but I did want to talk about we got we're going to talk football well, actually we'll just call it the Brock Purdy segment we're going to talk Brock Purdy coming up <laughs> um, but I wanted to get into talking Brock we're talking Baker because Baker's back, baby. Boy, who would have thought that the, the <laughs> hobby heroes right now, Shea Gilgis Alexander and Brock Purdy, like we all thought, guys. Well, yep, you yep. know, Baker Mayfield. It. And Baker Mayfield. Yeah, don't forget Baker That's Mayfield. right. I'm sorry. I forgot Baker. <laughs> he beat the Raiders at home. I mean, well, it was at the <laughs> Raiders' home. but He didn't. He didn't just beat the Raiders, though. Like, I, you could make it. That's pretty embarrassing loss. One of the, probably the greatest pro moment. Of Baker Mayfield's career, which is sad. The yeah. man's made the playoffs and had a playoff win. Let's let's slow it down. Yeah. Now. he had he was on the team for eight minutes. Basically, who knows how many t- who knows how many plays he had? He scored two touchdowns in four minutes. So you're buying Baker, is what you're saying right now? You're I don't buying know, Baker. I Mayfield. don't. I, well, no. I, I will say that again. Baker could be a good buy. He could be, he, his prices are low. He is setting himself up, I think. If, if I mean, it's a big if. The next few weeks is going to show uh, what he's still got. And if he looks like he did last week, then he's setting himself up well, there, to probably. There's, rumor, there's rumors going around that, that Stafford, Stafford may retire. Wow. There's that. And, and McVay may retire, go to, the, go to TV. And the Rams will hire Sean Payton. And Dan Campbell and Jared Goff are going to go just sneak into the playoffs. Super Bowl. Yeah. It, Who does, hey, it, you know what? If if both teams knew, you're both going to make this trade and you're both going to win a Super Bowl, but I won't tell back, you what happens after back, that. Back to back. Everybody, like, yeah. Like, everybody Ram, says Rams, yes. The Rams win and then, and then Jared Goff goes and wins his. <laughs> I, I, 
I mean, that would be hilarious. It would be pretty funny. Yeah, but they're not going to beat the Niners, so that's that's besides the point. They're not going to get through the San Francisco 49ers, which is arguably the greatest defense we've ever seen in the history of football. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> saying, saying it. is there any team that's right. run six in a row in the R- league? Writing down just wild, There's heinous things one. being said. Baker Mayfield by best defense in the history of football, the 49ers. Well, one's more it. legitimate. Uh, Baker Baker Mayfield is on a three and what? You guys three and eight? Maybe four and eight now? Four and eight? Four and eight team, so there's not a lot of talks about the playoffs for four, Baker this four, year. Maybe next four year. nine, four nine. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna. I don't think it's getting into the playoffs. Oh, actually, there is. Well, I mean, you want to break it down. There is a path for the Rams <laughs> to get to the playoffs. Insert Jim Carrey. There, You're saying there's a chance. There is a path. I mean, whatever. I, I just want to finish the season being competitive. Uh, I, the Niners are gonna win that division. You're damn it right is, they are. It is going to be very, and I and I'm not I'm not being a Niner hater. It is going to be very difficult to have a playoff run with a rookie quarterback who has played two games. Period. And it, it is going to be difficult. The Philadelphia Eagles. I'm I'm like done doubting them at this you bet, point. You I don't think be, anybody is. Better watch out though, because Doug's going to flip out over here. Because like I'm, he's going to be like. I knew you were a Charger fan. <laughs> hey, they, the Bolts still have a chance. They still have they a chance. They also have a path to the playoffs. They have I mean, a very good path. But to let's the playoffs. let's talk about this, and, and and we'll get back to that because we all know the Niners are great. But like Brock Purdy, are you selling or buying at the moment? You got to sell, right? You have to. I mean, it, twenty dollar card, but four weeks ago to maybe a six hundred dollar card. I man. If he has a law, if, if if it does happen, he's guaranteed. I mean, he's pretty much guaranteed at this point beyond a tragedy of making the playoffs. But, but you don't know. You don't know the inner workings of the 49ers. You don't know if they're like, hey, if Garoppolo's healthy, we're going. Garoppolo gives us a better chance to win. We're going Garoppolo. I mean, it would be. Niner fans won't know what to do because there's a lot of Garoppolo fans out there that would be celebrating. There's a like apparently a ton of Brock Purdy fans now that would be devastated, and there's somewhere in the middle there's probably some Trey Lance fans saying, "I heard that he might come back this year." Well, if you have Trey Lance <laughs> cards right now, your starfish is definitely winking. But I would like to point out that who was the guy last week that you guys all laughed at, that all all of you guys sat here laughed at me about Brock Purdy. Who's laughing now? That's all I want to know. I. Uh, uh, all I want to know, you got to pat yourself on the back. When I obviously, I, know, I should be a scout. It, I should, no, it, I should well, be a scout. It sounds like you're patting yourself on the back. Oh, I am because you I guys actually, laughed. It doesn't you laughed sound at like it. I, I think we actually have footage. You can run it back. You're the only thing I was, this. I was, in, I said three touchdowns and four hundred yards. He didn't have four hundred yards. Four hundred yards. Four hundred. He didn't, he didn't even, need to play he, in the second he half. Snip four hundred. I actually don't. I, he didn't need to play he, in the second he half. He was below two hundred yards. Yeah, because he was. They were up thirty-five. No, he had over two. No, I don't think so. I think he had like a buck eighty-six or something. They got. I don't. I don't think he had two hundred yards. I mean, he looked good. He could make some throws. I. He could make some throws that I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo could make. Which, I don't know if it says a lot about Brock Purdy. Or it says some pretty bad stuff about Jimmy Garoppolo. One hundred eighty-five yards. You're right. You're right. I, I was one off. Like what? I think I had my Wheaties today. Might have. I think I. 
And or, I, or, and your, I, or your, or your, you've, you've been, and I had a huge, huge I had been, a big ass coffee too. So I'm like, here, you I'm wanna, ready. You want to do your Baker impression here? You want to do? Like just sat in the, yeah, we get a headbutt there. Yeah, that is a bad move. That that yeah. that Baker shouldn't do that. No. Gain brain cells doing that? Yeah, it's not good. That, you, yeah, never. You never. I mean, I'm expecting him to go out there and just be like, I don't play with the helmet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think that last week we I, we were saying, like, yeah, you got to sell. Well, I was saying, yeah, I was like, sell right now for Purdy. Obviously, sounds like that was a bad move because I think the highest card we had last year was like, uh, last, uh, last week was just over $900. Uh, this week, uh, $50,000. Uh, there is a Brock Purdy NTRPA number to 10 that just sold for uh, just about $3,400. Okay, yeah, and, 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 and then pump the brakes on that. And I know and that, you, and that you, is that is a collegiate product, correct? That is that. So, so still, the still, it is sell because everything right now is all collegiate. I was going to point that out. As high I, I, if, if, the, if we had NT and contenders out and people had those cards or Prism, I would say it's a stronghold. Because like you just said last year, because in your mind you're thinking this guy's probably played for three years. That's how good he's looked. It's also it's like it, 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 That's why you, you skipped on a year on what you were saying because he looks so seasoned. It's almost unbelievable. Well, it blows my mind that we are week 13 and – have we had any? Have we had? I mean, how many pro uni like products have we had? It's certified, I believe. He's in black, but he's also in a like practice uni. I think in those because uh, let's I mean, be honest, we he's are not a like, rookie premier guy. We are when it comes to releases in the football like calendar, we're like five minutes into the first quarter. Pretty much, we have a lot. We have a long way to go. Products coming out, long way to go. And you know what? It might benefit Brock Purdy collectors because they may be able to pivot to get him into more products now. I can't. So, you. I can't believe we are on an episode. and You just said Brock Purdy collectors. Well, like that is like that is a thing. But you know what's great <laughs> about the story, guys? I mean, this is a true underdog story. The Niners have now become an underdog because they have a guy who is Mister Irrelevant. They have a guy that's never. He wasn't supposed to make the team out of training camp. He was the fourth quarterback. Mr. Irrelevance, don't make the team. He made the team. He beat out Sudfeld. And then he it basically is number two because Jimmy's in limbo. And then he basically, two injuries happen. This guy's playing, and he gets the torch passed from Tom Brady. Like, literally, that was a pass in the torch moment. Like, you're the next guy. Here you go. Like, here, what? here is you, wait, the whoa, torch. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just literally say, like, Tom Brady was like, you're, you're, you're taking the reins. You will be you will be the next goat. I mean, you know, if if I had after he he's been he has. I mean, let's be honest. He's had like wait, maybe thirty pass attempts in his career, and we're like, it's, this is this is it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Donner's elite passing the torch. It should be Brady one side, Purdy the other side. Uh, he is. I, I don't. I'll mention it. You know, and this is a great stat for him. He's the first Niner quarterback since two thousand eight. To have two passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rushing touchdown in a game. That's amazing. You know who the last guy was to do that? Jeff Garcia. Sean Hill. So oh, uh, Sean Hill's good. Sean Hill's Sean a Hill. good pro. There you go. Sean Hill's I'm a good I'm just pro. saying. You would think Kaepernick would have that stat. Yeah, Easy. that's actually weird that I, I I felt like that was a misprint. And maybe it's 30-yard passing touchdowns and a running, running maybe. touchdown. Maybe. Wait, maybe that's it. It was a weird Wait, Sean qualifier. Hill had a rushing touchdown? Yeah, I guess so. That's the surprising part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, you know what this Stone is? Please. You know what? If you if you were to look at the 2022 QB class for collectors this year, it's literally it's weird to talk about a meme on an audio podcast 
but I'm going to do it. It's the meme of the guy holding his hands with his girlfriend, looking at the other person. That's Brock Purdy, and he's holding hands with, you know, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Malik Willis. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know we're all getting enamored right now with Brock Purdy, and I am too. It's exciting. It's a great The story, show is called but- Hype. I mean, honestly, is there a better selling guy out of the 2022 rookie class right now? No. He's, there's he's not. the guy. There, there isn't. It's wild. There isn't. Yeah. And uh, he's I'll- everything you want to be in a rookie you're investing but, in. But it, he's but going it, to the playoffs. But again, as as fast as it went up, it can go down just as quickly. Well, we will see. This podcast will release on game day against Seattle where the Niners will clinch That's the NFC West. That's going to be the big test. He's got a little bit of an injury. I mean, he's going to play, but he did have an injury. I think we're literally going to say that every week for Brock Purdy. Every week it's going to be like, well, this is the big test. Well, this is the because once you get to the playoffs, then we can really say, well, this is going to be the big test. Yeah. Like, is Shanahan, if if Garoppolo is healthy, is Shanahan going to stick with the rookie in a playoff run? It, but it depends on how he plays over the next. The, Garoppolo this will end of the not season. be healthy. I mean, they've pretty much already ruled out Garoppolo. They've, they've they've said that they don't want a guy to come back from that kind of injury in the middle of a division series or in a division playoff game and say, hey, here, here you go. It's just uh, not, not going to happen. It, 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 there's actually, I would say there's more of a chance, and I hope, hope to God knock on wood, that Josh Johnson plays before Grappolo plays. Well, why? what's wrong with Josh Johnson? I, I, I am not, I'm not 100% convinced that Shanahan has a system where he can almost plug in any quarterback and make it successful. Oh, yeah. And that's so that's, Josh Johnson could be that guy. But for the hobby, I think we're I think we're hoping he's not the guy. No, I mean, and it's great. It's it's honestly a great time for the 2022 rookie class. Where we'll be looking for a guy. I mean, the funny thing is, is I think there's been more rookie quarterbacks that have played in the NFL this year than any other year. I think there's six. I think there's six quarterbacks that have taken NFL snaps this year, whether they've started or not. Purdy, Pickett, Pickett Willis, Willis. Um, Skyler, uh, we're getting Desmond Ritter this oh, weekend. Oh, uh, a Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. Yeah, we're getting Ritter. Getting Ritter this weekend. Yeah, this week. Uh, yeah. So wait, Ritter because Mariota's hurt. They, or they're benching Mariota. They believe. gave up. Yeah, they gave up. And is it like, is it is it done for for Mariota? 2015 yeah. rookie class, right? Yeah, is it, he's an above the shoulders guy. I mean, well, he's a great player. Then here's the thing: is, is there's going to be? But I mean, he he pro- I mean, he's still going to be in the league. But is he is he a backup now? He's a he, top tier backup. He is he is uh, he should have been doing what how the Raiders utilized him the last few years. It's like a a quarterback on, uh, on quarterback sneaks, uh, you know, play action pl- uh, plays stuff like that. Like he should not be a he. You know, he's not a starter. Anymore. Who has the better future, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota? <sighs> going back to the fifteen rookie class, going in the way back machine. I'm still saying Jameis. I just feel like there's a team that's like we can well, fix Well, I mean, him. maybe the fact that that Mariota lost his job to a rookie yeah. is gonna affect everybody's decision. Well, right I mean, now. if you're Atlanta, you're pretty much out. Why not see what you have in the kid with I, no I pressure? I think technically Atlanta could still win the division. I mean, it's a terrible. Oh, that's division. true. Well, they can and still I win think it. I think Carolina can as well. Yes, they can. And I think everyone's still alive. And, and, I think Chicago's out. Chicago's They're the only out. team. And yeah, but in the NFC Texans, South, obviously, yeah. I think you brought up. This this quarterback last week, Matt Corral, could be a good buy right now. I think of the rookie QBs, he's the best because one. Sam Darnold is a free agent. He's a free agent after at the end of this year. He probably will not sign back with the Panthers. 
Obviously, they they release Baker Mayfield. Matt Corral is going to get an opportunity to play, at least win the job at a training camp. I've I've been hyping the 2022 rookie class. It's not crazy to say anymore that it, it could be potentially better than the 2021 rookie class. It's not better. It, because you've got one guy now. I mean, it'd be a stretch to say it's better than the 2020. Nah, Trevor, again, and I and I, this weekend validated it once again, Trevor he, Lawrence is still he, the guy. He's good. Give he, me Brock Purdy, baby. I mean, give me Brock Purdy over Trevor are Lawrence. You, are you saying if uh, Trevor Lawrence was in the 2022 draft, he wouldn't have went first overall? Uh, he would have 100. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would. They would announce it right. Well, I mean, right Doug's like, well, Brock Super Purdy would have went first. <laughs> and uh, and again, we don't <laughs> look. I, we still don't know what we know. We don't know anything about Trey Lance yet. Nothing. I know he's coming. Going to be coming off an injury, but we know nothing about what, him. Right what do now. we? How do we feel about Zach Wilson? Is it is I never liked him that much to begin with, but I I'm not. Good thing Conrad. I mean the one the one concern with Trey Lance. I mean he's going to be there next year, whether he be a backup or he's going to be the starter. Is can't be backup. I'm not convinced if he's if he's not starting. I'm not convinced he's on the team. He can't. You but here's the here's the issue. Cannot give up the draft capital that they gave up, and. You either, have to recoup. They, they either have to move on from them yeah. and just like wipe the slate clean and pretend like it didn't happen and be like that was a terrible trade. You cannot have that guy be a backup to the guy you drafted in the seventh. But round. here's here's the issue from what I've seen, and I know it's a small sample size. And um, I was so off of J- Jimmy Garoppolo's skill level that I was very hopeful for Lance. But you see the games that Lance played in. And I know Chicago was a rainy game, but like. It seemed like the playbook was stripped down, like he could not learn the playbook. Brock Purdy gets in there, full playbook, full playbook. He's running, he's running different routes. He's got, you know, it's like. So, is it a question of Lance's ability to get that scheme? Then, then, okay. But the Niners had to know this before they drafted Trey Lance. Uh, I mean, like you're telling me that. I mean, obviously they got lucky with Brock Purdy. Like so far, a- every there are thirty-two teams in seven rounds that basically passed on Brock Purdy. Yes. If if those teams had the tape that they have right now for the last two games, and obviously the tape that they probably had him running the scout team, he wouldn't have went in the seventh round. It's but it's it's. I don't want to compare it to Brady, but you look at you, you. Well, I have earlier. Yes, I know, and that was somewhat sarcastic. Maybe not, but. You look at the the body of work of Trey Lance, and that's what scouts love. That's what people swoon over is a guy that could run, that could throw the ball, that went seventeen and zero in his junior year, and that can that has all the intangibles. And you think I'm going to take that guy, and he's going to be a winner. But like a guy like Brock Purdy, which is similar situation as Brady, doesn't have the intangibles, but possibly has the ability to make the right plays at the right time. You don't see that in a combine. You can't simulate an NFL game on an NFL game day and have these guys do that. So everybody gravitates to the guys that can push more weight on the bench press, that can jump seven feet, that can run faster than anybody else, that can throw the ball 100 yards. Like They all like that, but like at the end of the day, it's almost similar to Instagram. Like You look at social media accounts, and you see what social media account is getting the most followers, but maybe they don't sell the most stuff. Maybe there's a, 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 another guy that's selling more things, but hey, this, this is a shiny new toy that we got to we got to try out. But we're missing the fact that the guy with one eye is selling more things, huh? <laughs> Excuse me. What? what? 
What are you talking about? No, I'm saying that like I think we're all drawn. I got No, I'll wrap you guys back around. No, I think did Brock Purdy have one eye? No, I'm saying that he didn't. I'm comparing it to the like he didn't have the height. He didn't have the strength. He didn't have the speed. The intangibles. The intangibles. He's not intangible. Look, yeah, he he's not like he doesn't jump off the page, but he is like he can win in a pressure situation. College, yes, yeah. But look, look. We talked about this before. Look how many quarterbacks who are starting in the NFL that were first rounders, and even at that, like top ten picks. Like the scouting don't re- they don't really get it wrong. I mean, Russell Wilson, a third rounder, and we, we I, I don't know how many times we talk about Russell Wilson. It's a it's the great mojo break debate, but third rounder, the good pro, the non Hall of Famer, yeah, uh, whatever. But third rounder, I mean Brady. <laughs> Six rounder. I don't. There's so few quarterbacks that are starting that were not like a first rounder or even a top ten. Yeah, day. but it's rinse and repeat. How many first rounders in that same conversation aren't playing anymore? Like you've got Baker Mayfield, who's on his third team now, and he was the first overall pick. You have Sam Darnold, who was picked in that draft. You had Josh Rosen that was picked in that draft. There's, there's for every one guy, and I, and I love how he just leaves out Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen's starting. Yeah, but you just leave him out. Like you just—I know it doesn't really go for your. How argument, many? Like, how many? <laughs> how many Browns quarterbacks over the last twenty years are first rounders that aren't playing? For every one Josh Allen, there's five other first rounders that don't have jobs anymore. But there's no. But if you're not drafted in the first round, you're not even on a team, or or you're back and so you're definitely not starting. Well, I'm saying it's rinse and repeat. I mean, look at Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen was brought in the first round, then they brought in Kyler Murray the next year. Well, First rounder again. Like he did, yeah, Josh Rosen didn't even get a that, fair shake. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, that's, I've, I've defended Josh Rosen over and over and over, and he has like landed on how many teams? And he, he I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got a guy Tim Tebow who actually played well, won a playoff game, but stats weren't great. So he he didn't have a job. Stunk. Tim Tebow stinks. Bring up his win loss record. Is don't, that what matters? Don't no. Don't. He's he's no, not he, the reason Tim, they won and lost those games. He's not. Tim, Tim Tebow might have been right-handed. He, <laughs> yeah, I think I think stunk. I think he was. I think he was. What is Tim it. Tebow's career record? It's, don't care. It, it genuinely do not care. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, have you? Did Demarius did, Thomas do anything after that? Did it, you? I mean, like, come on. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He was a great pro and he did win one with Manning. But yes. But they got guess what? They got a good QB and then they won a they Super Bowl. They a, went to two Super they Bowls. They had a great defense when Tim Tebow was there. They probably, had a better probably, defense when Manning was there. Yeah, and they they <sighs> Manning had a noodle arm. His arm was like falling off and he was winning games. Okay, then why didn't Tim Tebow get another shot then? Because, because they he don't stinks. like the way he because looks. He, because optic wise he didn't like the way he looks. No, because he didn't like the way he looks. He's left handed, he looks sloppy. No, he looked sloppy. Look at his throws. They didn't look sloppy. They were sloppy. But he converted on third downs, and he got touchdowns. Anyone want to guess? Barely. In in 2011, that was the year they went to the playoffs, right? In 2011, they went and he had the the Hail Mary that ended up winning the playoff game. Yep, against the Steelers. Uh, He had 11 starts. Uh, What do you think his touchdown to interceptions were? Better yet, what was his record? It was like 8-2, wasn't it? it Mm 7-4. He was 8-6 as a starter. Eight and eight and six. Okay, well, that's, that's better than slightly, most. Slightly better than five hundred, but like I would say his like interception, what two to one? 
12 picks, or let's see, 17, pi- 17 touchdowns, sorry, picks. 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's like it's Alex Smith. Fine. Alex Smith got to play for eight years. 17 touchdowns in how many games? Uh, in uh, 35 games. Uh, was there any 30, rushing, was that including rushing 30, touchdowns? 35 games, 30 and he threw for 17 touchdowns. Games. Yep. 35 games, We're 17 yards, touchdowns. Yards per attempt in his final season, 4.9. So that means in <laughs> in half the games that he played, he threw a touchdown. A career seventy five point three QB rate. Ah, Hall of Famer. He, if you ask me. But he wins. Don't you want wins? Stunk. He Don't barely, you want he wins? Eight and six. He was eight and six. Eight. The problem was John Elway sitting back there drinking his Coors Light. He didn't look like a stereotypical quarterback to him. So he was like, you know what? If I'm going to be this, how DM, do you know John Elway drinks Coors Light? And, and then, if he does, and, and then, if he does, John Elway and myself again, just became best friends. And then they brought in Peyton Manning, and he had the best quarter. He had the best season a quarterback has literally ever had. They went to the Super Bowl, they lost, and then they end up winning the Super Bowl. Yes, he didn't have a good arm, but like they had Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl, went to two. They, so and I and I'm telling you, they would have won. With Tim Tebow, <laughs> uh, the guy didn't get a fair shake. He, he did not get a fair shake. He stunk at that. He stunk at baseball. He's a good television Dude, personality. I'll give him that. Teams were like, "You're not a quarterback. Can you play tight end?" It's because he <laughs> because it's left-handed discrimination. I mean, there's only ten percent of us grit. in the world. He had there's grit. only ten percent of us in the world. I mean, they didn't want to draft Tua because of that. Now you know what? They they couldn't measure the one stat that mattered, and it was right here. I'm pointing at my heart. It's his heart. He had they, that heart. I think there should be a. Uh, you have to give a left-handed quarterback a tryout every year. Oh, here. <laughs> because no. I mean, it's discrimination. There's only one in the league, and he's not even a true lefty. Probably that's how he got in. He's like, I'm actually really <laughs> they're, right-handed. They're, they're all okay. All right, they're all right. we're. we're uh, are you really left-handed? Because that's basically gonna be that's gonna kill the deal here. We're gonna draft you. And he's like, No. He's like, I'll learn how to write right-handed. He's like, Just writing down. He's like, Sign. They're like, Oh yeah, we can take you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you can figure that out. Yeah. But I really don't think that's what it is. Tim Tebow didn't get a fair shake, and that's what I'm talking about going back to the eye test, is that guys that have the intangibles and look like a quarterback get more and more chances than guys that do things unorthodox. Man, I hope at – are you – Trying to compare Brock Purdy to Tim Tebow because that's something that I can get behind. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, you know, Brock, Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy no, he's righty, but he played four years in college too, which is another crazy thing. Um, I, I, he was actually recruited. That, why is that crazy? Because I mean, it gives you more season. You got you have you're, you're more of a seasoned player to be drafted in the seventh rounder. I just like to no. Play I mean, I could gar- I could guarantee yeah. you his junior year if somebody was like, "Hey, you're probably going to go in the second round." He would have been like, "Yeah, I'm not going back for my senior year." Like I, I know this conversation's got all off the rails and we're yeah. Tim I mean, Tebow I actually now, don't but... even. I don't even know. I, do we even talk about trading cards anymore? No. Yes, we do. We did. <laughs> we do. No, oh, no, we no. don't. We all agreed. This uh, is the longest football segment. I know. Of the year. And it's all Brock Purdy. Uh, can I also just point out, if we're on Tim Tebow, uh, his baseball reference page is longer than his football reference page. Just like to point that out. Well, I mean, they, they did the guy <laughs> wrong. He had to change sports because he got exiled. Did, he, he, did he pass the eye test in baseball? To I mean, his what, credit. How do, no. you, how do you feel about Tim Tebow, the baseball player? N- wasn't his sport. Look. Wasn't his sport. Hey, guess what? Yeah, I would argue. 
Probably maybe should have stuck to that. He in double A in 2018, 273 average of 734 OPS. He he could have done there, that. Maybe there, it been there, better. And I remember the Giants M- call him up. The Mets were, up. the Mets were not great. There was rumors they were that call Tim up. Tebow was going to get called up. At he some was point. only there for a few years when the Mets were not doing well, just so they could get him in spring training and they could get butts in the seats at spring training. That's the only reason they had him on the team. Well, I think we've uh, talked about nonsense for the last 20 minutes. We should get into this very important <laughs> interview so you guys can learn about the eBay vault, start using the eBay vault. But without further ado, here is our interview with Bob Means. Hey guys, Cody here. Thanks for listening to The Hype. Before we get back to the action, we want to tell you about the eBay Vault. Now, if you're like us, you've been selling and trading cards on eBay for years. Well, the entire process just got even better thanks to the eBay Vault. Now, why vault your cards with the original marketplace? Well, that's because eBay Vault isn't just a way to protect what you collect. It's a new way to trade. Not only have your cards never been safer thanks to their secure, climate-controlled facility, but you're also locking in real savings. You pay no sales tax when you ship to or transact within the vault and there are no storage fees for two years now just imagine everything you can do with all that money maybe buy a few extra cards i don't know just throwing it out there and with the ebay vault seamless in-app experience you can track buy and sell your cards in real time from listing your cards in seconds with ebay collection to tracking trends with ebay price guide managing your collection is more seamless than ever before the ebay vault buy sell secure what is up everybody we are here for another mojo sessions we've got bob means from ebay and we're going to talk ebay vault i actually just started using it about a month ago myself and i'm very excited to talk about this with bob how you doing today bob i'm doing great thank you so let's get right into the vault because i know collectors are trying to figure out where to you know put their cards so give us a generic overview of the ebay vault yeah let me tell you about the basics of the vault so any card above 250 dollars that's been graded by the the big four sgc cgc beckett and psa is a vault eligible card um what would happen is while you're checking out you'll see a thing that says sent to the vault if you're not enrolled in the vault uh, that would trigger an enrollment process, which uh, helps us have a second layer of security to protect your card. And then uh, you can send it to the vault. And once it's in the vault, the you know the security is there, temp control, humidity control. It's an incredibly secure place to keep your card. The goal here is that you keep it there until such a time that you decide that you want to sell it. And if you sell it, there's no selling fees. And I think that people are slowly starting to realize this, which is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's in a very high level that's the goal um the vault can also help you build your collection and save on some sales tax because it's in a uh, a sales tax free state so here in california if i want to keep all my cards in the vault it's going to save me a little bit of money um and then again the most important thing is is when it comes time to sell i have a zero final value fee so i'm going to sell it and then ebay is going to take care of all the fulfillment as well so if it's nice if it goes, if we're if we're shipping it out, um, then that will be taken care of as well. And it's also a final sale too. So you know, if I've got a card and it's been sitting in the vault for six months, and then I decide, you know, I'm I'm ready to sell this to free up some cash so I can go get another card, um, it's a very hands free process. I I accept an offer, or I can run it as an auction, or I can lower my price to a best offer, whatever I want to do to get it to move the card, and that's all going to happen, be very seamless, and be taken care of by eBay. 
Um, all the cards still go through the authenticity guarantee program. So we know that anything that has gone into the vault is, is a legit card and has been authenticated as in it to be sitting in an authentic case. Um, yeah. And, and ultimately we just see people that are getting to a point where owning a card in a uh, digital sense, though you have the physical ownership of the card is something that people are getting more and more comfortable with. Yep. I think there's a couple things that are driving that. Um, one can be cards falling out of your closet and out of your uh, attic and out of your, you know, out of every drawer you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're realizing that, you know, I need to find another way of storing some of these things. But I just think and the other thing is, is we're just getting more and more used to having ownership of things that are in a digital space. Yeah. And long term, what we see happening here is there's going to be people who are going to be adding to their collection and never physically taking possession of the card. And then the last thing is kind of, I guess, more of a more than a basic overview. The other thing that I love about that is what I've seen uh, in my time here is one of the scariest parts of any transaction is that is that shipment. Yeah. Um, things seem to go sideways once that's out there in the in the logistics network of shipping. Um, no matter who you're doing your shipping with, that's when just the crazy things happen. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got a if you've got a one thousand dollar card um, and it's bumping around on some dirt road in the back of a mail truck, that's super scary. And, and um, so those are some of the things that keeping your keeping your assets in a safe location and then just letting them trade as necessary is uh, I think it's going to be something that people get really used to as part of the hub as part of the hobby. Yeah, and I agree. I've already I bought um, a Shohei Otani refractor PSA ten, and you know my goal with that one was is you know it's in the off season, so you know he starts playing MVP level again. I can easily with a click of a button put it back up for sale. And then also you brought up a great point because sometimes I mean I have a business of cards and I can't sleep at night because I'm yeah. like you know thinking about hey is somebody gonna break into my sh- you know steal my cards you know where you guys have a much more secure default. Also you brought up a good point of like things falling out of drawers. I think my wife you know, likes the space where my cards are in the house. So they'd much rather find another home for those. Um, But it seems to be, you know, really easy to use. Um, I've bought a couple cards and I also don't have to wait to make sure it comes in. Like you said, like, you know, sometimes you have to videotape it coming in and make sure it's in the the condition that it's in. You guys are doing all that for everyone. So that's, we're doing that snag check for you, making sure that it's the card that you said, it's the same serial number that you thought you bought. All of that security is being taken care of. Um, We know, we know how important um, that is to everyone. It's important to me. It's important to you. You know, we're all we're all part part of the hobby. We're all hearing the exact same stories from everybody. So it makes it easier to understand what we have to build into our process to make sure that people are going to be comfortable with these things. Um, I love the fact that you got a show. I I think um, I, I think there's a point where some of these cards are getting to the point where you just can't leave them on your desk as a cool display, right? Right. There's just, it's just getting they're getting they're becoming so valuable as alternative assets that they need to be treated as assets not you know th- there's there's always going to be these cards that people have that mean a lot to them and mm-hmm. don't necessarily have huge financial value some of my favorite cards have no value attached to them at all um besides my emotional attachment and, right and that's cool like i can have those out 
Um, and uh, those are great conversation starters. And people come by and they see them. We're at a dinner party. My, you know, we're hosting dinners. People come by, they see them. And I tell them the story. Wonderful. That's a great part of collecting. But as we move into this alternative asset world where you're now thinking about something as a long-term investment or a mm-hmm. short-term or medium-term investment, the vault really works for you. And then the last thing, like you said, if it's just pure storage, it's pure storage. That That's going to work for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that uh, drew me to it. And it was super easy. I literally clicked the button to send it to it. And then uh, immediately, I think it was within five seconds, I actually went to my eBay vault on my app and it already showed in there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was like, wow, this is this is this is awesome. And then there's some st- statistics and you're you know how much y- you've spent. And and that's all good data. And, you know, like me, like I, I, you know, I have cards everywhere. So it's like if somebody wants to see a card that I have, it's hard for me to find it sometimes. So like with this, I could just pull up the phone and be like, hey, here's my card. Uh, I got it in the eBay vault. If you're interested, we can you know swap that's- right away. That's why we really we see Vault as part of a suite of tools that we're now offering, right? Mm-hmm. We've got our price guide tool, we've got our collection management tool. I 100% agree. Like I think um, having that that collection capability becoming more and more robust. We need to keep iterating on it, and making it better, and making it better. But at some point, I can see a place where you and I are having a fun conversation in a live setting, and we're talking about our collections, and basically it's coming down to I'm showing you my phone, you're showing me yours and right. we're we're seeing what each other have and we're oohing and on over it and having a great conversation and then from there we could actually trade like if those cards are in the vault you know you start to create in the, the world of like oh well let's go let's like i'm gonna sell i'll sell this to you you sell that to me here we go and, and it starts to move in that way um i i agree i also think a lot of people are trying to figure out how to how to think about their collection in one place Yep. And, um, you know, the collection manager is a great tool for that, because if it's physically in, at our vault or if it's physically in your house, it will be in your collection and uh, you can know what to do with it from that point. And, and also the collection manager, um, you know, we're going to build in the capability of just creating a listing from it. So should you have something physically in your house, then you can easily also get that up on eBay suit as well. Nice. Wow, that's great. And, um, you know, what what makes the vault stand out from its competitors? You know, uh, there's a there's a there's quite a few vaults out there. You're exactly right. And the the number one thing that I say is we're eBay, um, SEC re- regulated company, um, very very large. We have we have the capability of making sure that the security is top notch on every single level, and um, we're not going to just disappear. Right. Um, you know, unfortunately, in in the market, we've already seen some smaller uh, companies that that were you know got got built in the last year um, are sort of evaporating, and some of them are holding inventory of other people, and right. uh, that's not going to happen to eBay. You know, your inventory is going to be safe. It's it's an asset under management. It's literally the way we're thinking about it. Is it's an asset under our management, and so we have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that it's taken care of. Um, so I, I like to think that the number one thing you're getting, the number one difference is just the, you know, the whole hearted support of eBay Inc. Right. Yeah. And I mean, your customer service has always been great. I mean, being able to get a hold of somebody on any issue, you can get a hold of somebody 24 seven. And I think you hit it on the head with name recognition. I mean, we've been waiting for something like this for a long time. We haven't used any of the other ones because of that. Like, how long are they going to be here? How, how what history do they have? I mean, you guys are one of the top websites in the world. So, I mean, everybody knows the name. It's 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 synonymous with uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. You know, when you think of an auction, you think of a website for trading cards, you think of eBay. So I think that's that's 
that's a great point of just knowing the background, knowing the name, and feeling comfortable that if you're buying something that this company's not going to go away <laughs> anytime soon. So um, yeah, I appreciate know. that. And again, I you know we there are people that the vault is their business. And um, there are people that have a vault as a supplemental piece of another part of their business. Mm -hmm. We're really looking at the vault as a component of a greater, as a greater business as part of our trading card business at eBay. Um, And, you know, we also are seeing it as like, I personally see it as something that can expand as well. Um, So that's, you know, this is not a, this is not a, uh, it's not a random idea that we're going to run with and see what happens. Like this is an important strategic pillar of how we're going to uh, grow our collectible business here at eBay. Yeah. Now you mentioned trade. So that is something that is going to be in the future where I can trade my card with another eBay vault user and it'll just happen. Or is there's like certain procedures that have to be done to do something like no, that? So this is one of the, these are one of, this is when my job is a lot of fun. When I get to just <laughs> think about what the future needs to be, mm-hmm. these are the kind of things that I, that I want to see. You know, I want to see the ability for you to, especially if you have things in the vault, like a a hands-free transaction, so to speak. You know, I I think these are the kind of things that would do nothing but enhance the hobby. Um, They're not on, that kind of activity is not on our roadmap right now. Um, But those are the things that you naturally can imagine an iterative process to get to. Yeah, I mean, they're always we've always thought about how could this happen? Everybody's like, how can we trade? How can you trade? And you always like you need a middle person to kind of handle the trade. Well, if one if a middle person has both cards in hand, then it's it's something that's definitely a possibility. Well, one of my favorite one of my favorite things that I've seen as part of the hobby are trade nights. Yeah. And and, uh, on a Wednesday night at the National or whatever, and everyone's gathering in a hotel lobby and bringing their cases of all of their cards. And there's an eagerness to make a different type of transaction, um, you know, and so I think that that's something that's just, it's a great environment. It's a fun environment. And I think it's an important thing. It's an important component of the hobby. So yeah, I, it's, it's a high interest to us to figure out how to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, my, my, my brain is just going right now because, you know, not everybody can make the national, but if you could have a virtual trade night on ebay live i mean there's just just imagine the possibilities of what could happen so hopefully something similar or is down the pipeline but uh i think we've been looking for that element as far as uh, collectors that can't make it to events or maybe there's not an event maybe you're in a small town you're not able to go yeah, to I mean, somewhere that's the other thing to think about so ebay when we started what was a ama- what was amazing about it was we opened up someone who lives in you know a corner of north dakota and is right. a huge Spider-Man fan, but yeah. can't get Spider-Man comics right now. He's, that person had a, w- was able to get it from all over the place. And then conversely, sellers, you know, maybe you've got a small store that has the radius of, um, you know, a car ride. Well, now suddenly you had a domestic and international audience that you could sure. reach out to. And so that was great. That was what built eBay. That's what we were. Um, that's what we were created on was was connecting people. But the hobbies and the, and the various businesses out there have moved and progressed. And so we've got to think about, OK, what's next for that then? And yeah. uh, again, I think the vault is just going to be a fun part of that progression. Now, you mentioned uh, Spider-Man, which leads me to my next question. Is the vault planning to expand to other collectibles other than trading cards? We have to learn. We have to learn about uh, trading cards and and use trading cards to better understand the vault. Um, but yes, I mean, 
not it's not planned, but you know, we were just in Art Basel, which is an art show. Mm-hmm. And um, we were explaining trading cards as an alternative asset to people and they got it. And the immediate question was, well, what about art? What about, you know, all of these things that that storage is necessary uh, as a long term investment are super interesting for us to think about. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you got records, you got video games. You've, you know, it, there's just so many different collectibles out there that uh, would be very fun to to put some of that stuff. And I guess size depending, right? You know, um, <laughs> you can't just start yeah. housing cars, but um, right, you know, certain right. things. I, I don't think we want to get into you know housing people's Lamborghini collections. That sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But trading but, cards are great because they're nice and small, and comics and things like this, like they don't take up a ton of square footage. Um, so yeah, I think the I think the future's super exciting. So and you kind of already touched on this, but maybe we touch on it one more time. Is how do people join the Vault program is live now, and how do people join the Vault program? So again, there's an enrollment uh, process. So if you're looking at a card, and again, it's over the two hundred fifty dollars. Um, right now, I'm on the hunt for a Holland card. Um, nice uh, in the soccer world, and uh, that will be my next Vault purchase. So, but if I were brand new. And um, I purchased that. I would have there will be a, a there will be during checkout an opportunity to send it to the vault. And if you haven't enrolled, that will trigger that enrollment process for mm-hmm. you. Um, it's very it's very very fast. It's not yeah. you know it's going to take you an extra thirty seconds to check out. We got a few more questions before I let you go, and we appreciate your time here, Bob. Um, I mean, I think this this program, if there is people out there that are looking to kind of uh, get into the game where they hold and they flip, I think this is like one of the best tools I've seen in a while is being able to kind of get something that you think like what I do with, my, with Shohei Otani. It's going to be hard for me to uh, let him go. But, you know, if he comes out and he does what he's doing, it may double and I could just at the click of a button. So, I mean, there's a great option, especially if you're getting in at the $250 price point um, and you buy a few of those, there's that opportunity to, to get those right on the market as fast as possible, you know, and get them into somebody else's hands with the click of a button on, on the eBay vault app. Yeah. I mean, the, re, you know, the removal of shipping, um, it, it takes a little bit of the cost of doing business out for buyers and for sellers, which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always recommend that people buy people that they love, right? Buy people that you're interested in. But um, should your, you know, part of collecting is removing one asset to get another asset, right? Most sure. of us don't get to, don't have the joy of just collect, adding to their collection. You have to, you have to get rid of something to get something else. And, um, you know, the zero seller fee is going to be really, really supportive of that. Um we're, you know, if we start seeing anything like the days of John Morant shooting 50 points and suddenly, you know, his cards are doubled in value overnight, the vault will be ready for that. You know, you will be able to move things quickly if necessary. Um, and I do think, you know, I, I, I think it'll work for all spectrums of collectors. So whether you're short term, medium term, long term, um, I th- obviously, I think it's a great place for you to keep the card until you figure out what you're going to do with it. If you decide, I mean, you know, a lot of people might decide, you know what, actually, I want it. I want it back. Sure. There is a, there's, you know, there is a withdrawal fee. So if I put something in the card to get it out, there will be a withdrawal fee attached to that. But that's also fine, too. There, there, there might be a point in time where you you make that decision. You know, what? I'm never going to get rid of that Otani card. He's 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 you know, he might get on some historic bender of a batting average and a home runs and pitching. Right. And you just like. This is a this is a card I'm going to have to hold on to for the rest of my life. 
this right. is going to be this is going to be a mantle someday, right? This he, he's just that good. Um, you know, you can take it out if you want. Uh, in that situation, that's actually the the prime reason to like leave it in there and not think about it and just let it just mm-hmm. like, uh, you know just stew in its appraisal, right? But um, yeah, so whatever the the goal here is to um, hit different needs of different collectors, and I think the vault's going to be great at it. So, yeah, let me just get this run through this again. So if I was to sell my said Shohei Otani card and let's say, you know, next year I sell it for $700, I get $700. There's no fees attached to that at all. Yeah, you're done. Wow. So that's like, you know, what, 15, 20 percent savings in a sense. Right. I mean, I know certain people have different levels, but, you know, that's that's at at minimum a 10 to 15 percent savings. Yeah, the goal here is the goal here is to have those transactions stay in the vault. I mean, our hope is when you sell it, the person who buys it is leaving it in there as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there are some significant savings for the for the seller with this. Um, and we think that this will enable people to build their collections appropriately because, again, like I said, having to sell some of your collection to fuel some of your collection is a natural part of the process, and this should make it a little easier. Yeah, definitely. And now I know it's right now, as of right now, it's just the cards you're buying are able to to be sent to the vaults. But I assume and and and, and, I, and I like how your guys' approach is, is just to kind of learn and, and work it out as you go and rather than take everything on full bore and make it a you know a mess. But I'm assuming later on, maybe people are going to be able to cert- maybe send things in, maybe submit to you guys at the national. Is that kind of in the works later on? Yeah, we're working line? on that furiously right now. Um, it's, it's going to be, that's the next step. The goal here is that if you're sitting, so for pre vault, you know, for the last five years, you've been building up your collection. You've got, again, the, the drawers filled with cards. The closet is, is bursting. Uh, we think that there's a lot of great inventory out there that we would like to get into the eBay vault. So I think it's important for us to figure out how to do that in a way that's relatively seamless for you. Um, absolutely. I want to be at the national, having a conversation with somebody and having them say like, Hey, I just bought these and you know, I bought them with my son or my daughter and we want to stick them in the vault until my boy or girl turns 18. And then I'm going to give sure. it over to them. Yeah. Like, and I want to be a part of that. I think that's super cool. And we see that we have those conversations, but a year ago we weren't enabled we to, to, you know, follow through with it because we didn't have the vault yet. So now we do. So yeah, absolutely. Um, being able to be in hand or be able to do it from your home is going to be critical for us to figure out. Absolutely. Well, Bob, we appreciate your time. We're excited. I jumped right in. I actually bought five more cards last night. So I think I'm up to like eight cards now and uh, just not, not having to as a busy uh, dad, you know, dealing with family when i'm not here it's just i don't have to worry about it coming in and categorizing it so uh looking forward to using the vault myself even more and uh, we'd like to thank you here at mode break for your time and explaining the process yeah you bet thanks for having me and um have a happy holiday season All right, guys, that does it for this episode of The Hype. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Make sure you check out the eBay vault. Super easy to use. I'm going to be sending more cards there. I just bought a Mahomes I sent there. Uh, I've got Otani I'm keeping there. And it's cool to just bring it up on my phone and and just look at them every day and see what I have in there and and grow that as a, a collection. And not worry about my kids grabbing it, somebody dropping it, because it's safely secured in the eBay vault. And if I want to sell it, no seller fees. But... Guys, check out breaks at mojobreak.com. We've got triple threads. We've got all the newest releases. We're going to be doing more football. we got Contenders Optic. we got Chrome Black. Check those out at mojobreak.com. And we'll see you guys next week on The Hype.